0: Hello, welcome to the multidimensional realm that discusses laws of attraction, comics, combat, sports, and more called Black Lions Airspace. I'm your host, Zachary Shiloh. You can find me as Black Lion130 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email me at Z A C S H I 130 at gmail.com. You can listen to this show by multiple means and places like Spotify, Speakers, Stitcher, uh, Apple Pods, Anchor FM, and I'm sure there's others. Uh, you, can, uh, you can please, please go to my YouTube page. That would be fun for you to subscribe. I am under Zachary Shadow there. Well, the last episode of Black Lions Airspace, I gave a... Uh, Another description of roaming around, <laughs> because people like to ask me nowadays, uh, what's roaming around? What, what is it? What does it do? Well, I can describe it again in this episode, and I'll keep on describing it until eventually people get the concept of it. All right, so roaming around has been my baby, my pride and joy for almost a year now. It is where I bring on people who I love, honor, and respect. May I know them personally or not. (laughs) And we just uh, shoot the yaw or shoot the shit. So I've known my guests for about uh, two, three years. She, just like my previous guest, uh, is a guest on the Let's Voltron podcast. I remember her first appearance that I ever heard, and I was just taken away. Like, here's this woman who's a teacher, a mother, and she's also a Voltron (laughs) fan. Yeah, it's awesome. I said, I gotta be her friend. I gotta be her friend. So, I was able to start talking to her afterwards, and then lo and behold, some months later, I actually became a Both Voltron guest myself. So, she's been a friend, a wonderful guide, like an older sister to me. Uh, and I can make her blush a little bit because I'm kind of blushing. Uh, she's kind of <laughs> That I uh, probably would have had in high school if I actually had the uh, goal to try to ask out girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome to Roaming Around, uh, Lexi, or Red Lion 004.
1: Hi, Zachary. Thank you so much for having me on. It's good to be here.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. As I said before, I heard you on Les Voltron. I believe it was uh, January 2018 that I heard you. I don't know what uh, you, Mark, and Greg were talking about directly, but I remember you in particular. <clears throat> and I said, oh, I got to be your friend. I got to be your friend. I got to be your friend. Because you were a teacher who was not only a teacher but you actually were a voltron fan on with these guys who i say are still two of, of my influences into being a podcaster unbeknownst to me yeah. excuse me all right so i remember once your appearance was done sharing the actual episode then we became friends we talked over voltron And then it just grew into different things. And on this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we shall cover all that stuff. So once again, uh, thanks, Lexi, for coming on. And I will kind of make you blush again. I feel like I'm a little kid actually talking to his uh, schoolyard crush. And feel honored that you came on with me. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, yeah, you're making me blush too. um I'm very excited to be here uh it's It was always great to um meet new new Voltron fans, especially through social media and I'm glad that we were able to connect and that we are here today
0: All right, so speaking of Voltron, let's get into that so uh how did you actually get into that uh franchise per se?
1: Uh, so I have been a huge fan since I was a kid. And so, um, it actually started, I was six years old and a neighbor kid down the street had the 1984 version robot lions. And so, um, we were playing with them cause he was kind of, we were all hanging out and he saw how much I enjoyed in- Enjoyed them, so he gave me his set of the 1984 Lions, which I still have. Um, they've, they've obviously been through uh, The Ringer because I played with them before even knowing what it was. And then <laughs> <laughs> um, when Toonami started to air, and I can't remember what year that was, it's dating me. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, that is the show that these toys come from and so i started watching that 84 version of the the lion force with the voltron defender of the universe and so um, i got hooked and uh fell in love with the voice actors and the characters and ever since then i've i've watched every iteration of voltron and was super excited when legendary defender came out um to bring back my childhood and um I started to see that there was the Let's Voltron podcast and started following it. And uh, then I got the opportunity uh, to to be a guest. And I guess they liked me enough to let me be on a couple of times. And I'm truly grateful for that experience. And it's just, it's been so nice to have the internet, um, and the advanced technology that's allowed me the ability to share that love and, and sometimes like crazy fanaticism of Voltron with other Voltron fans. Because when I was a kid first growing up with it, um, there wasn't really many people that knew what it was and they weren't as excited about it as I was. So to, to find new people to share my love of this giant robot has been very, very cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's brought me to such a forefront of chasing my own dreams. Unbeknownst to me, I had no clue that when I first heard you and the English Voltron team overall that it would lead to me doing this i I had no idea i thought that me just being a podcaster was kind of just a dream and then people like you the the let's voltron heads uh my dear friend our dear friend lily who was on before you uh so many other people were starting to say oh you're smart, you're this, that, and third. Why don't you do your own podcast? And I said, would you listen? And then some people said yes. And I just went on from there. Oh, man. And the thing before this actually became a podcast, I was on Les us twice. I was on twice. And it's still an honor to be among the likes of you, uh, Lili, uh Beanie Zilla, uh, who else was on? Um, Mako Mel, so many other great Voltron fans. And to Mark and Greg, if they ever heard this, and I keep on saying it because it's true, I thank them from the bottom of my heart because they took a decision to have me on and it would be two times within not even i think six months where my actual appearance is apart i just geek out every single time i think of it it puts me into uh what carl jung calls the uh flow state even more when i do remember everything my journey of how i got here and it all started kind of with five lines. <laughs> <laughs> it all started with five lines. And I don't know if you know how I came up with the name of my show or anything, but if uh you are interested, I'll come up with it real quick. So I was on the road to just coming up with this show after the likes of you and so many other. Others were saying, Go and do it, go and do it, go and do it, uh, do your own podcast. So I was legit in my room for maybe a day or two after work. And I think after uh, talking to you guys for a smidge, I really went into deep contemplation like, What can I call this thing? I wanted to call it something else, but then the name didn't sound right. It felt like foggy. It, felt fake, it didn't sound like something that could be grown, so I was thinking about Keith from Voltron Legendary Defender, like how much I'm like him, so (laughs) hot-headed, but yet in my own rights, I actually had potential to grow, so I was thinking, okay, what does he pilot? The Black Lion. Okay, so what do the lions do? They fly around, so... This podcast is about me to some degrees or another. So, airspace. Airspace is another way to say circumference or circle. And I said, that fits perfectly. So, this is like me being Keith from Legendary Defender, but I'm unleashing my potential in a more vocal manner. and when i said it for my friends the first time i could hear collective (gasps) right (laughs) there and then and i knew i had the name that worked i knew it and then eventually when i started coming back to social media after deleting my account last year i knew i had to return under something different that wasn't that was actually 130. I already had Black Lion uh, 130 zero somewhat on Twitch because I was following certain people at that time. So I thought, yeah, that's the perfect name for me online now because I'm honoring my show's name, I'm honoring uh, my my date of birth and just my overall progress so far. So Why not roll with that? So that's how uh, Black Lion's airspace was formed. Not only that, but somebody who I said time to get and kept on saying, my five-year-old son can do this. So can you, so that's the story (laughs) right there.
1: (laughs) That is a perfect origin story. I love it.
0: Oh, man. And my Voltron fandom, I would say it really began when i was maybe six ish five or six ish i remember that uh wpix or channel 11 out here was airing the original series i don't know if it was airing in like chronological order but I saw some episodes, and this came after my own older brother, who was a Voltron fan, was telling me about it. Because at that point in time, I believe Power Rangers was already on TV, the original uh, crew. And I loved how they formed a big robot with their dinosaurs and everything. And my brother kept on telling me about these five lines made from a earth, wind, fire, water, ground, and uh, space that would come together to form this big lion. And I say, ooh, okay. He showed me the toys. I eventually watched the show, and I fell in love with it. And I said, oh, man, this is too good. This is too good. I wish that they actually played it more in chronological order. So I'm going to try and find it. I believe uh, Greg from Let's Voltron, he said it last year that uh, Amazon already had the whole entire Lion Force on DVD or uh, virtual. So I'm making it known that I'm going to sit through the whole entire Voltron series, the original one, because I don't know if I ever saw it. And I want to. So I actually watched... Uh, Third Dimension. That was my very first whole entire series of Ultron. I liked it for what it was worth. I really love their suits. I geek out every single time (laughs) I wash their suits. Because it fits them to the T. Keith is finally in all black. Allura is in blue. Lance is red. And the other two are always in the regular colors that they always been in. So, I love the fact that it felt more, uh, not realistic per se, but the actual bond between the lions to the paladins, or what would be called paladins in Voltron Legendary Defender. Uh, I loved it, and I wish that Voltron Legendary Defender took something out of that show, and put it into their show and we'll get to it when I touch on uh, VLD. I think with uh, Force it was meh, meh to me but when I was actually watching VLD I could notice there was some stuff from Force into there. I said, oh They have channeled the previous series, but they made it even better. They made it even better. And then along came VLD, the thing that got me on to Let's Voltron. I remember that actually being the reason why I bought Netflix. (laughs) I never had Netflix before then, and I had no desire to get it. But then all of a sudden I say... Late 2015, uh, I'm starting to hear inklings of a new Voltron series, and then sometime like around June 2016, then it premiered. I said, "Yeah, I definitely need to watch this. I definitely need to watch it. Every single episode." felt like Batman the Animated Series mixed with uh, the other Volchana series that I did see. And I've actually said this to uh, Joaquin Santos uh, and Laurent Montgomery, who actually executive produced this show. I said every single season was so good because it felt like they were not talking down to the audience. Not only that, but you can almost watch any season and you feel like you know some aspect of the actual Voltron franchise is actually featured. May it be returning characters, may it be the lions themselves, and much more. I just was in awe. And I would always tag a you. Then Let's Voltron team, uh, Lily, uh, my friend Megan, uh, Susanna Torres, uh, so many others. Oh, and this girl named Kat. And I would always say, this was a great season of the show. And it felt like every season topped the other, but then we get to season eight, and I said, oh my God, this should have probably ended at seven.
1: i don't think you're alone in that feeling
0: that at season seven like take some of those episodes out of eight legit put them in seven and we would have had the perfect series we would have had the perfect series but then they came out with eight and i said "Mm, okay this was not quite so good and it wasn't quite so bad and i would defend season eight of a uh, Voltron legendary defender versus something like Pokemon, legit. I rather had put up with that to be continued ending, and I know you know what I'm talking about with that to be continued
1: ending,
0: mm-hmm. and I want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I rather take that over Ash Ketchum being a 10 year old child for almost 30 years. <laughs> I will gladly say the lion's going towards this uh, astral version of Princess Laura and leaving a to-be-continued Then sit through Ash Ketchum being 10 years old for nearly 30 years. And that boggles my mind. And that's why I stopped watching Advance, because it was garbage. Now, they kept him a character for, like, Jesus Christ, that's got to be like six, seven years when I stopped watching, because they kept on doing the same old things with him. Okay, he's entering a new league. He's got brand new clothes. He's still got the Pikachu on his shoulder. Uh, Team Rocket's trying to rape him and take the Pikachu again, and this, that, and the dirt. I'm saying, oh, oh, no, I can't sit through this no more. I cannot. But VLD, they brought a maturity, and they aged the characters. That's what I love most. They did age the characters. By the time that the whole entire series is over, I gotta believe that uh, Pidge, Hunk, Lance, and Keith, they all had to be, like, maybe into their 20s by now, I gotta believe. And Shiro, he's gotta definitely be Maybe into his thirties, uh, like mid to late thirties. So, my dear, would you like to talk about a uh, VLD?
1: Sure. I mean, I I agree with you. I think that they did a fantastic job um, reinventing a lot of things. You know, it it was great for brand new um, fans of the franchise to to get into it, there was a lot of action, there was humor, there was great visuals uh, and an excellent story. Um, but they also did such a great job of going back and paying homage to the originals. Um, and not only just the, the Americanized version, but going all the way back to the, the Japanese version that first came out with Beast King Go Lion. And I think that that really helped um keep that that franchise alive because you were able to span so many generations of fans because there was something in it for everyone. And uh, I I do agree. I'm not a big fan of season 8. I, I do understand what they were trying to go for. I don't I don't think it was successful. Um and I personally would have gone a whole, whole different different way. I think the open ending um, would have been good and uh in, in my personal opinion if if they hadn't done that little uh, end credits kind of thing at the very, very end, I think, I think that would have uh, made things even better. Like, you know, it wasn't great, but leaving that open-ended, but instead they, you know, they had to say, where are they now? And I think it would have been a better job uh, to leave it open-ended to, um, and I think that's where a lot of the fans that were very angry with season eight, were so upset because it it didn't feel like it it was completed. Uh, it just kind of felt like it was like okay and we're done and we don't want anything else to add to it. Um, whereas if they had just left it with the lions like flying off, as you said, I think that uh, the fans, even the ones that were not happy with certain events, certain ships, certain um <laughs> characters like and their endings i think they still would have been happy because it left it open-ended for for the fandom to do and and you know like instead of it being just a continuation um you know that you'd see in like fan art or in fan fiction um it's turned into uh, season 8 fixes you know and so i think <laughs> that that could have been a little bit better because I don't I don't know if you know, but I'm I'm a huge fan of, of reading re- fan fiction, um, and so so I, I've I've read many a uh, season eight fix, and I'm like okay I, I like this 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 makes more sense and, and it, it it it's made me feel better, um, and you know it, VLD wasn't the only one that's done that I've I uh, I personally uh, hated the end of season two of All Noah Zero I think that Slay Troyard got screwed. Um, but that's that's an entirely that could be in a whole another podcast to be quite honest um <laughs> but I, I i believe that you know had had the original writers and a lot of the story artists um not moved on um like mitch Iverson and whatnot had they had they not moved on prior to season seven and eight i I think that it would have been a completely different story and i you know i'm I don't know the whole story. I don't know um, who was involved in this. And, you know, I have read the different theories about what happened and who was responsible for this or that. And I don't know. I just, I think that regardless of, of the way that it turned out, that Thank goodness that we have so many dedicated people who are willing to share artwork and write all of these wonderful stories that, like, continue on these characters. And, and you know, either, whether it's a, a fix-it for the season that they don't like or continuations in other ways, like little scenes here or there from, like, here well, here's what we should have seen with... Uh, Keith getting to see his mom or I wish they'd done more, you know, flashback of how um, Takashi Shiragani like joined the Galaxy Garrison or or like how all of these different things Um, and, and like all of the different alternate universes out there like those those just bring me life Um, Because it's just so refreshing to see all of these creative ideas and finally with our technology that we have these days with social media and whatnot, that we can share that connection and that love and all of our ideas with, with people, not only in our own country, but around the world. And I think that that is so, so cool. And I've seen that in multiple fandoms, but I think VLD really... Opened the, up my eyes to how much of that existed, um, and for that I, I will always be grateful. I'm grateful that they they brought my my favorites back. Um, I'll be honest. I remember when Netflix first aired the trailer for it, and I was like, "What is this?" And I was not amused. I was like, "Seriously, like, who is this Lance character? Like, that is not the because like you know as." <laughs> obviously i'm a huge fan of the red line and so like i i follow the the line not the pilot so like i absolutely adore lance and i've always adored keith as well um but lance in the original version like that was my boy um super <laughs> excited I, I i loved him and so then when i saw the new iteration i was like i don't know how this is gonna go and i'll be honest Lance McLean grew on me. Um, I think Jeremy Shada did a fantastic job with them. And I think um, there's a lot of slack that's given to the way that that character was developed. And I agree. I feel like he uh, the character development was stunted, especially at the end of the season with a lot of different things. But um, he became my boy, too. Like, Keith... In VLD, he he became my son before I had my actual son. I was like, and and so I remember I was um I was actually pregnant with with my son Levi when, uh, season four came out when uh there's a season five season four or five where uh, yeah,
0: season four was coming out in October of uh, seventeen.
1: Okay, so season it was season five then because that's when I was, which it was the season where. Uh, Keith meets his mom and we do the flashback scene. Um, Mm -hmm. That one, I remember watching that episode and I just started freaking bawling and being like, he found his mom and she cared about him and she did this for him. And I just remember, like, I don't know if it was like the pregnancy hormones or whatever, but uh, that really got to me. And so I was like, "Okay, Keith's my son now. And so like Lance was my boy. Keith is my son. I don't know. I love all of the characters. I think they did a fantastic job bringing Hunk and Pidge and Allura and Shira to life. And I appreciate so much all the things that each of those voice actors did. And even like AJ Lacasio doing such a fantastic job with Lotor. Like in the original series, I hated Lotor. I thought he was just a skis bag. And I was like how are they gonna do this and AJ brought so much class and like true depth to Lotor and again another like totally got screwed character um that that boy deserved a a redemption arc I'm sorry and uh if they ever revisit VLD, like they better give, give Lotor a redemption arc because that, that was definitely needed. I thought it was coming. I was super excited and I was very disappointed that that did not happen. Um, because like I fell in love with the characters. I fell in love with, like I grew to appreciate all of the characters more than I already did from the original series. And then even new characters, I was like, okay, I, I love these characters and uh, I was legit sad when, when it was all over and done. And I was like, now what? It was, it didn't feel like it had only been two years. It, it really felt like it had been over a decade. Um, wow. And if, I don't know if it's the way that they did the stories and the, and the lining, but, um, you know, it just, it felt like we went too fast. And I know that in the the world of of marketing, you got to keep things fresh and in the minds, and you got to push push out episodes so people will, you know, be there and and buy those toys and all that. But man, I can only imagine what they would have done with that universe had they had they just taken a step back and we had longer wait periods between seasons. Um, what truly could have been with that?
0: Hmm and i have some ideas like what i would have loved to have seen uh one thing they did hint at it kind of towards the end of the actual series and that was the vehicle voltron coming around because i saw the actual vehicles being made and i said oh man if they actually started doing it in a continuation of this series Maybe we get the uh, vehicle Voltron. That'd be cool, and then we can fix this problem with the end credit. But they did not do so. They left that alone, and I respected that. Another thing that I would have liked to have seen was the actual stealth lions. I was a sucker for that from the third dimension. I loved how they transformed from regular to stealth. And then when they became Stealth Voltron, it was almost like Super Pursuit Mode Voltron. (laughs) Say that. Oh, man. If uh, anybody was a Knight Rider fan. So I'm using the season four term for a kit towards Voltron. And then from my Power Rangers fandom. Uh, Voltron, from by way of a stealth look, looks like what it was referred to as the uh, SWAT Megazord from Power Rangers SPD. I said, "Ooh, this was SWAT Megazord before. It was cool. Mm, <laughs> I like it even more now." Uh, the actual BLD show got so much flack for things, and I think that started from season four onward. Because I remember being at Comic-Con uh, circa 2017. That was my very first one I ever went to. And the very first panel I ever attended at Comic-Con was exactly Voltron Legendary Defender. I made it in my mind after listening to this Voltron for a while, and once I found out there the was a VLD panel. I had to be there. Same thing with the fan meeting group. So I met Mark Morell at the actual uh, uh, fan meeting greet. Before then, he was walking around asking people, you're ready for Voltron or something <laughs> along those lines. And he stood out because he actually was wearing this 1984 Voltron uh, jersey. I said that is practically one of the coolest people I've ever seen in my life. I gotta find out how he got that. thing. So I attended the actual VLD panel which was for season four. They showed random clips like Shiro or we, what we would come to find out is a, a Shiro Negro the false Shiro talking to Keith and this is about Keith's uh, leadership as the Black Paladin. And I knew Keith was going nowhere it. Uh, then we actually had the page trying to find her brother who was still alive. And she actually was interrogating somebody. I think season four was maybe where... Uh, Colton Naked scared them the hell out of Allura uh, and Corra. <laughs> they had no clue that the cow had to be milked. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, then I remember people started lining up for questions, and this would play into exactly where the show was going. Somebody actually asked, will we see actual uh, LBGTQ characters? Because we actually live in a world where not everything is homosexual. It can be heterosexual and everything else under the sun. So people of the LBGTQ community wanted to know that they were being taken care of. And I didn't care. I actually was very very for them i just wanted to find out what was going on too so i think walking de santos actually did hint at something unbeknownst um, to us for like maybe the next year plus we didn't know how that was to be interpreted and then lo and behold four through eight and Let's just say we did get some LVGTQs, and I noticed it. Uh, we had uh, Azrad and uh, Etnor. I think her name was the the big enforcer of Lotor's group, in the, uh, little, oh,
1: uh, and the uh, little Zephred and Rainbow. Uh, uh, yeah, Ezra and Zethrid. Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember them, and they were a couple. I could feel it. They were a couple. And lo and behold, when we got to season seven, I was correct. I said, Oh, man, that's, that's calling it. That's calling it. And the, no, I like, that was really. Yeah, it was either seven or eight. That's definitely. The biggest one that just awed me was Cheryl. I remember hearing about him. And my jaw was on the floor, but it made me love the character even more. I said, "Aw, he's gay, but this is cool. No wonder I felt like an, an attraction to him, like a calmness to him. He, he's a sweetheart even more because of his sexuality, his overall demeanor. And I defended the character. I was one of those few people that just said, what does his actual sexuality have to do with his character sucking? Does it suck that his lover passed away? Yes. I thought that uh, Adam was kind of captured by the Empire. Like uh, with Matt and uh, and their father, meaning Paige and Matt's father. Mm -hmm. But I was wrong. He got killed defending Earth. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And here we are talking VLD. And I remember people literally wanting to kill those involved in the show. I thought that was disrespectful. Very disrespectful. That these people who gave their lives to watch the show felt the need to threaten the lives of those who made the show. Like, how dare you? I even came out and said it, like, how dare you do that? Just because you didn't get the relationship you wanted at the end, because your you know, sexuality preference hasn't been met and everything else on the sun. So I remember going on Les Voltron and just saying it straight up like that. Like, how dare you? Let's just enjoy VLD for what it is. I say that some things at 8 should have been used in 7 legit. Like, I believe we should have ended the whole entire series with the team saving Earth. That's legit. Like, from the whole entire Galra invasion. But stopping Hagar, I believe, should have been before the actual saving Earth bit. Because Hagar was definitely out there for a while. And I felt that she was misused. But thank God they did give her more of a... Boost, but I would say overall to anybody, just watch VLD with what you can. Know that uh, it can be rocky, (laughs) it can be Mm -hmm. rocky at points. But if you had to stop, I would say maybe the end of seven, the end of seven, because it was good, but it left gaps of wanting, and I felt I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I shouldn't want more. Until it was completely over. And now it's been over Jesus Christ, nearly two years. Nearly two years of no VLDs, and people just mainly staying silent about it. If I ever went back to Netflix, I would rewatch it. Definitely. All right. So we've talked about Voltron. That's cool. Now, on to other anime. I remember you putting me on to Cowboy Bebop.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. that's uh, That's been a fave of mine since I was one of my first. Besides um, Voltron, was obviously my first, and, and then Sailor Moon, and then and then bebop so I've, I've always had a big nice big place in my heart for bebop
0: oh man and when i finally saw bebop i was already in some i said oh this is <laughs> good this is very very good this is kind of like uh techno man before techno man was cool <laughs> I was just in love with it because this guy is flying around in this blue Earth-like ship with his uh, companion, non-romantic companion, ladies and gentlemen, let's just say that. <laughs> they were space pirates. How can I not say it? They're space pirates. They're hustlers. But they actually had this uh, anti-hero ways about them. Like, the Spike character, he made me laugh so hard. Like, he was a hard ass, and he would smoke. And for those that know me, I don't like smoking, but for some odd reason, I put up with it with (laughs) him. I don't know (laughs) why. It was like one of those cool cats that you would go and listen to at a bar or a brief music session, and you would just say, Okay, I could forgive this somewhat, but the actual soundtrack oh my, my god, I loved it completely. And to you and Lily and whoever else was putting me on to that show, thank you very
1: much. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it's I uh I watched it as a kid, uh, it was on Toonami or, or something like that, and then I recently watched it again probably three or four years ago and then my anime club um, that I run at the high school I teach at, they uh, we we vote on which ones they want to watch and and they had chosen it. I'm like, really? There's all these animes out there and some new stuff you haven't seen before and you're going to go for something that was in the 90s that I grew up with? All right, let's do it. Um, So that was exciting because I got to introduce it to a whole new set of fans and a new generation and got got to appreciate it more as I was older, seeing it in a new light, watching it again, it was kind of refreshing because I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this or, oh, all right, this makes more sense now that I'm older and understand these more worldly views that I've been exposed to.
0: I hear you. So outside of Bebop, what other enemies have you seen? Uh, Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, or uh, Pokemon?
1: Uh, I I was a huge Sailor Moon fan. I, my uh, my best friend, uh, the, known her since second grade. She was into it a lot, um, and I would watch it with her, and we to this day we're still still big fans. And so I loved, I loved watching Sailor Moon. Uh, I didn't, I've I've seen a few episodes of Dragon Ball Z never got into it. My husband watched Dragon Ball Z. So he was, he was a fan of that. Um, I watched a little, but like the first Pokemon when it came out, you know, and I, you know, I had, I had the cards and I played the, you know, the original games on the Game Boy and all that jazz. Um, but then I, I kind of fell out of it. Um, I play Pokemon Go because, you know, oh, who who doesn't? <laughs> um, but those are the big things. I also, I've, I've always been a huge um, Mecca fan. So I and I obviously that makes sense because I have this love of robots and lions and all that jazz. Um, so I was also really big into Robotech and the whole Macross saga was like my jam. And that was also on, aired on Toonami, so that was cool. And then, um, you know, you got later on into uh evangelion and gundam and all all sorts of if it it had robots in it i gave it a shot um because i was always a big fan of anything that that had giant robots in it transformers yeah i used to watch some old school transformers um you know cuz especially with Peter Cullen as is, is Optimus Prime and I was like, "Oh, that's the narrator in the original 84 Voltron. I know that guy. I'm going to watch this stuff." Um, so I was a, a big fan of of a lot of different things. I had a, it wasn't though um probably until I got into teaching high school um about 10 years ago that when and then when I started joining the anime te- or uh, sponsoring the anime club that I started to get more into to watching a bunch of different things and seeing other shows, um, and then really finding that love. So I had like a few that I was a big fan of when I was a kid. Um, but that we just, we didn't have a lot of access to it. You know, you, you had it either on Toonami or you had to get up like super early on a weekday morning to, to see it on like channel two here or whatever. Um, And then, you know, if you if you got to go to, uh, I think it was called Sam Goody or like the old school um, stores that had like, you know, they had a tiny little section and you could buy like for twenty dollars a video cassette, like a VHS of like three episodes of like El Hazard or something like that. And that was all you had access to. And so um the expanse of my anime knowledge did not grow until streaming services came to be and so like for that i'm super grateful um and there's so many of them out there and i've i've dabbled in all of them um i do keep a funimation account now uh mostly yeah mostly for the anime club that's it's the easiest one for us to to watch shows um especially now that we're in a remote setting so uh we don't. I'm. I. Uh, my dis- school district. We're. We're doing remote until the end of this semester. Um, we tried to do hybrid, and then there was too many cases and things, and we ended up having to go back to remote. So I, I haven't seen my anime club in person at all this year. Um, mm-hmm. But we use Cast, K A S T, um, which is an awesome, awesome app, and uh, we use that to watch our anime uh, every every Monday and so that that's that's been nice but we watch it through through funimation uh right now they're they're watching fire force uh, i hadn't seen that before or heard heard of it it's a, like a firefighting type show it's it's pretty interesting um and they, they like that but yeah now i've again Super excited for how much technology has allowed me to expand my knowledge of anime and, and watching all these shows. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's an entire genre of like mecha anime out there that I haven't gotten to see yet. So I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> oh
0: man. The way you were talking about that, it took me back years of the different styles of anime that I've seen. I've seen Voltron. I've seen. Uh, Pokemon up to advance. I believe I've seen every single season of Digimon except for uh, Cross Wars, I think it was. And their a uh, mystery one. Uh, so that's like two of them that I really missed. Uh, let's see. Sailor Moon, the Dragon Ball franchise. What other anime have I seen? I believe I watched two Gundams. One was Wing. The other is practically my favorite uh, of the two. uh, G Gundam. Mm -hmm. Um, I say kind of like Keith meets the main character of that show. Like How I was so hot-headed, but then eventually, once I started getting my health and get out, I was so calm. Like, like water, as Bruce Lee would say, <laughs> and the growth that I've had since then though, was an honor. Uh, what else have I seen? Eagle Riders, uh, Techno Man—it's Japanese counterpart, Man Blade, uh, Samurai Troopers, which is Japanese version of Ronin Warriors. I actually watched Ronin Warriors. Oh man, and there's so many others. And I wanna try and go and watch more.
1: <laughs> oh man. I know there's there's Especially so many good being ones.
0: Being on social media quite so heavy as I used to, but I'm kind of like dabbling into all different types of things and time funny is a big deal for us all we all have something or some things that we want to do but it's almost like the 24 hours is not enough like how do you divulge time into watching in the whole entire series Uh, how can you keep up with a book series how can you do this this that and the third not feel like you are being stretched too thin but i'm fortunate that I'm learning a little bit more about myself and my lengths that I'm willing to go to to try to stay within a good frame of mind while trying to pursue other things. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. But that was quite a list that you gave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All uh- right once i listen to this episode i will listen to you list and see if anything comes up that sounds like something i want to watch because i remember a few months ago i think this is before you agreed to come on and i was kind of curious about more mecha related animes because i love voltron i love the gundams that i did watch oh i did watch another gundam series uh It actually had a talking Gundam. I forgot what it was called. But I know that the uh, character, the main character, he was mini. He was a mini Gundam. I said, (laughs) oh, this is like watching a baby. A baby Gundam actually hanging out with a cool human being to some degrees or another. Oh, man. Oh, that's another one that I, I would classify as an anime I watched, uh, Cubics.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I watched, I do remember Cubics.
0: Oh, man. I remember that show. I will classify that as an anime because <laughs> I remember the characters doing kind of like anime style things and having anime style reactions. Oh, man this is great (laughs) all right you actually touched upon something that does tie into your fandoms and that is teaching so you said that you have been a teacher now roughly 10 years so how did you get into uh
1: well if you i'll be honest it was definitely not my my chosen career path um but yeah, no, I uh, I just uh, actually as of four or five days ago signed my my first contract, uh, November third of twenty ten. So it's been officially ten years since I started. Um, but so I went I went trying trying to go all the way back to to my senior year of high school, um, and I actually got early admission into uh, the Colorado School of Mines, just an engineering school up here in Colorado. And I was going to work, uh, my whole plan was to do chemical engineering because I wanted to design uh, alternative rocket fuel sources so that we could expand the space program because uh, I've always been a big fan of space too. Uh, and so I spent my first year at the School of Mines and then realized it just wasn't for me And then went to local state university, CSU. um, And I was just taking my normal gen ed history courses. And I was like, man, I really, really love history. But what are you going to do with history? You know, you can work maybe at the Smithsonian. You can do archiving. Um, And I was helping out a friend who needed uh, just some peer reviewing, like peer editing of a of a paper, and they're like, you know, you're really good at at explaining things. Have you thought about teaching? And I was like, no, that ain't happening. Um, but then, as I as I thought about it more, I was like, well, you know, why don't I why don't I take one of our you know general education courses, figure it out, see if I like it. And I, I did, and I fell in love. And so I finished my program with a bachelor's in history and got my secondary teaching license and uh it's just ever since it just it's felt like my calling like i it's exactly where i needed to be and i am so grateful for the turn of events that just led me to to finding my my calling it's unfortunately something that not a lot of people get to do or it takes them a lot longer than it did for me and i'm i'm very blessed that i was able to find a career that i love um and the exposure i get to different people my colleagues my students are amazing and i am so grateful every day that i get to share my love of history with them and that i'm making those connections and you know teaching them something um and it's just it's been a great experience and i am so happy and you know it's 10 years in and hopefully a couple more decades down the road uh is my plan
0: oh man i love that you know what your purpose is you incorporate your fandoms into (laughs) it what what else can be said beyond that? Like, how cool! Like, I, I only want this podcast to mean something to people because it was me being my legit self. It was me having on people like you, Lili, uh, and others who made my life worth the living and make it more something to be proud of and to know that people were not alone. They could feel my passion in life and would reach out to me. Like Two people have done so already. One person wants to do a recurring series on here, and I shall explain it a little bit further in a different episode. Another person wants to promote a a combat sport event that's happening, I believe, at the end of November. But I was on their podcast before, and I felt, all right, he's a friend. Uh, I would like to repay him somewhat. (laughs) So (laughs) he's free to plug whatever he wants, and I get another guest. So to hear your story about how you became a teacher. Uh, That really gives me hope that maybe somewhere along the line, this will mean something to people and really bring me closer to a world where I know I'm being paid handsomely. I don't have to worry about much and being my legit self.
1: I think you're in a in a really good spot to, to get that started. I mean the the hardest part is is making the step to to put yourself out there. Um, you know, especially in a world where there's so many different ways and so many different podcasts and whatnot, and finding that that unique spin and I think that you've got a a good grasp of what you want with it. And I think that as long as you continue with it, you're gonna you're going to get exactly what you want. I can, I can already see from your passion and, and what you've done. And I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and watching some of you, or listening to some of your, your podcasts. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm so far behind on all my stuff. Just with my, my job right now that I, <laughs> I haven't listened to Les Voltron in a very long time. Don't tell Mark and Greg, they'll, they'll be sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I, I have some catching up to do, but I, I'm, I think that from, from what I'm hearing and the, how, the experience I'm having right now, that you've got a good thing going on, and I wish you the best with it.
0: Thank you very much. That means a lot coming from you, especially.
1: Oh, so, Like
0: I said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm probably going to make a blush again, but this is like talking to a crush that I know that I would probably not get one, but it, it's a huge honor. So. I don't mind! It bluffs my show, damn it! I get the blast all my wall! we We already talked about the Voltron, the animes, how it ties into uh, teaching. One thing that kind of teaches go through, I would say, is anxiety. And you kind of had had that on and off as long as I've known you. So, what's the earliest that it came along?
1: Uh, I mean, I've no, to, to me identifying it hasn't been, and probably in the last few years. Um, but like now that I I've known the signs and kind of. Um, know a little bit more about it and done some research on what it actually anxiety is and how it manifests in people. You know, because it's it's different for everyone. Um, I've I've probably always had it. Uh, it's definitely through middle school and high school. I I think I was just better at keeping it at bay or hiding it. I I don't know, um, or maybe it just was a stigma that you know you just kind of pushed through. It it seems to be less. Um, less of something to be ashamed of nowadays. People talk about it more. Um, for that, I'm I'm grateful. I think that it's important for us to understand and acknowledge our anxiety um, because how else can we overcome it if we don't first acknowledge that it exists? And so I think that it's probably only a couple years ago that I started to, to realize, and it, it might just be the... The nature of the job that I'm in, you know, I I, I see it in my students, and I, I've I've started to recognize some of the same behaviors and mannerisms that they had, um, or that they have that that I also had when I was their age, um, and so then it's just a matter of trying to see, like, okay, well, what worked for me that was a was a healthy way to handle it, and see if I can help them. Um, and if not, like where, where can they get the help that they need? Um, you know, cause I, it is not my forte and I would never pretend to, to know what's best for, for anybody. Um, you know, cause just as it manifests in different ways for everybody, it, there's different solutions on how to make things better. So, um, but yeah, long story short, pro- probably a few years ago, but probably had in my whole life
0: oh man i've had anxiety for years probably and i never knew it i think the biggest forms of it came i would say in the last three years and it all kind of started with uh me at my work at the time and I didn't know how crazy it was until, like, last year before I actually deleted my social media and went on that six-month hiatus. Unbeknownst to me, six-month hiatus. Uh, I remember going to Comic-Con, and it didn't help that the Jacob Javits Center was hot, like in an inferno. Mm. Oh, Oh, God. It really did not help. And I thought I was choking. I thought I was kind of like... And lo and behold, I think I was suffering from panic attacks, unbeknownst to me, because I didn't have my spouse at the time. I didn't have anybody around me who I knew. I felt like I was in a a different universe. I knew people who were attending the show, but nobody that I actually had to watch my back. And that scared the living hell out of me. So I felt like the worst case hit me last year after knowing that there was no VLD to go watch. There was no celebration of Voltron, period. Yeah, sure, there was Power Rangers, which I loved to death. Uh, Let's see, what else? I think there was some form of Batman and other shows, but that feeling of wishing that I had other people to be around that brought on so much anxiety. And when I had the opportunity to be around some people, I felt like I wasn't myself. I couldn't be myself because unbeknownst to me, I was diabetic. I had no clue what was going on until like, after Comic-Con was done. And then when I finally left, my second fiance after nine plus years i legit sat in my room or somewhere else and i was thinking about our relationship and everything and i said oh my god i have had panic attacks like legit panic attacks and It still followed me even after I got myself together. Like, I believe that I actually suffered a stroke or something like it in July. I was waiting for a bus so I could go see my surrogate dad. And then out of nowhere, I I blacked out. Like, that's the first time in my life that it ever happened. And I felt like it was an accumulation of different things. And I still kind of deal with anxiety to this day. It's not that I'm completely scared or petrified of the world out there. It's still knowing that I'm a human being. Or what uh, one of my teachers would say is I'm an energy being having a human experience. (laughs) <laughs> and it helped to know that i actually was taking meds to help me get my blood pressure back to normal i'm uh, um, watching what i drink with the electrolytes i felt like i was almost gonna have a relapse a few days ago and thank goodness i caught myself i said okay I'm noticing I'm almost passing out again. What did I do the last time around to prevent it? And then I thought, oh, okay, I can have a little bit of salt, a little bit of uh, lemon juice, a little bit of lime juice, and some water. Mix that together, and that should help me with my electrolytes. And to and behold, it did. And now I'm looking at something to my right that I love to eat. And I'm starting to say to myself, even though it may not have any sugar in it, I will stop using this thing, like, every single day. Maybe just make it once a week, and I'll be cool. So... I know what it is to have anxiety, and it has made me closer to people like you, uh, Lily, uh, my fiancés to some degree or another. That I had, they were huge panic attackers, and I remember comforting them and. Now it's funny that I'm on my own to know what's going on. Not like, ha, 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 but I have more empathy. I have more sympathy for anybody that really suffers from that. And that's why I like having people like you, Lily, and Mel Mel on. so it brings more so of a comfort and this sense of no, and I'm not alone. And I think that's why I'm so calm, why I'm so healthy, to the best of my abilities. And I think all of you out there that do go through anxiety in your own rights, because we're all in this together, even more.
1: Okay. <sighs> we have okay. to be.
0: And yes, people, if you're asking, I'm kind of crying a little bit. Um, But I'm not, like, completely leaking. I'm more so letting it flush out of me a little bit. Because it's real life. And it's not just something that you see on TV. And if you don't have a rap on it, it it can kill you. I've always said that... I'm a lover of past lives. And I have known people throughout the centuries who died from this. And I couldn't do anything to help them. I may have died from this because I didn't know who I was or what I was doing. But I believe in this life I've been given that chance to rectify my own wrongs and help people the best way I can. So I'm grateful for that opportunity. And Black Lions Airspace has been one of those things that allows me to really get into what Carl Jung calls the flow state what Dragon Ball has called the Ultra Instinct and The Last Dragon has called the Glow, that pinnacle. I'm happy and grateful, and I hope that this legit continues to grow, because I feel like my voice should be heard. I feel like other people's voices should be heard. May they have been on other podcasts or not. So I'm gonna keep on doing this, and have everybody else like me, regardless of past lives or not.
1: All right. <laughs> so I I, I I think I think you have such a great show, Zach, and such a such a wonderful soul, and to to be so human and to share that and to be so vulnerable especially in a time where we see vulnerability as weakness when it's it's truly our greatest strength i think that that's so powerful and i am so grateful that there are people like you in the world that want to help and i think that this this podcast can can be that that healing force for a, for a lot of people
0: well thank you very much that means a lot coming from you and Anybody who said that to me over the past near year that I've been doing this, talking to people. It, it is truly my favorite thing about uh being a podcast. It's getting to sit down with the likes of you and just shooting the shit and just being happy and crawling up, crawling up. My little me, he's going, <laughs> that means yes, he's in agreement. If it wasn't for this, matter of fact, one person responsible for helping me get in touch with myself again was uh, Lauren McGrassel, who I did have on this show. And she would always say, well, how do you, or uh, excuse me, let me try and reword that. Uh, If your little you was standing in front of you, what would that child think of you? And I think I've said this time again that my little me would probably think that I lived quite a life and he's proud of me and he loves me for trying to get back in touch with him after all these years of being around toxic environments and whatnot. And I think I said this in writing to myself, that if he was standing in front of me, uh, that he's loved, that he's taken care of. (laughs) That he is me. And I wish I never neglected him. But I had to, to some degrees or another because of environments around me. And I've always said this to him after. I'm sorry. I'm legit sorry that you had to go through this, but I thank you. I thank you for putting up with it. You didn't have to, but you are me. We had to do it, but now, especially given the state of the world wherein it feels more important that he's my conscience. And without him, I've even said this time again. And I'd be lost. I'd be way more damaged than I ever was before. And he would resurrect me. By rights, I should have been dead. Dead. I'm not. And I believe that him being resurrected is part of my purpose. My purpose is to help people. And I think, like you said, and other people have said it time and again, that this is my way of doing so. Like, what better way can I do it? I'm looking for other means to help me get into a better financial flow. But this is it. This is the best way I can go about it. And I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't. Because I'm who I'm supposed to be. I can acknowledge that I'm a past lifer. I still got my little me. I feel like I'm still growing up, but in the best form and flow that ever existed in my life. And does it suck that I don't have a companion? Yes, it does. I've said this time and again, that over the past some of my months, I wish I had a companion. That's one thing I missed about having my fiancés. That after I got home from work, there was somebody that's not my own family, quote, unquote. That I can go to. That was waiting for me to call them or just be around them in a physical form. But when that time comes, you can bet that I'll get on my knees crying, tears of joy, because it's been a long time in the making. That maybe this person that I'm with. Has their own version of my little me or even better. Oh, man. And I don't take it for granted. I don't. So that you again, and anybody that's been a guest and roaming around, thank you for what you've done for me. I don't know what else to say. All right. Back on track. Well, you've already kind of touched on on motherhood, so, uh, yeah, let's go with that a little bit further. So, uh, how's your little pal, dude?
1: He's he's doing good. He uh, turned two in September, and he is just a spitfire. Uh, Um, Yeah, getting all over the place. Uh, He's... So he, he was Pikachu for Halloween. Um, you know, so it's a cute little onesie we bought. And uh, I, I think that's gotten more use out of anything that we've bought him so far. He's he's worn it multiple times and he actually yeah, wanted to be Pikachu today. So he's running around the house with dad right now um, <laughs> dressed as Pikachu. Uh,
0: so when he was Pikachu, did you be Ash for? <laughs> uh,
1: so my husband, so I had a, a, a Pokemon hat. So my husband was Ash. Um to the best of his ability. We didn't we didn't make costumes or anything. And then I uh, kind of copped out, but I bought one of those uh Eevee costumes, like just the ears and the tail
0: Aww. online.
1: So uh yeah, so we were we were Pokemon for for Halloween. Just so, you know, we didn't go anywhere or do any trick or treating. He's not old enough for that, but you know, just to... <laughs> I I just saw the Pikachu onesie and I was like I have to have this. This is just too dang cute. And he loves it. And like I said, he's he's running around right now wearing that.
0: Aww. So. so what is it about motherhood that's so life-bringing to you?
1: Uh, well, you know, I'll be honest. I, I never gave it too much thought when I was younger. Um, you know, some people dream of their wedding and, and having a family and I always thought that yeah, that's that's how it's gonna go, but it didn't really hit me until I was got pregnant with Levi. And uh it's I don't know, it's just so different to have somebody whose um whole life revolves around you and yet it's it's your you that revolve around them. Um he's he's everything to me. He's my starshine and I I can't imagine my world without him. And he, he's done so much for, for me and my husband. He's just everything that we could possibly hope for. He's, he's our, our hopes and our dreams and our aspirations. And we just hope that we can be the best parents that we can so that he can be successful and happy his whole life.
0: I believe that you're doing a great job. Okay. I truly can see it. The kid, he's kind of like you said, he's a ball of energy, and I love when you actually share pictures of him. With <laughs> clips. That makes my day. That makes me smile very much. He's like me when I was his age. or slightly older. I remember running around like that. So carefree. And then... As I got older, trying to find ways to just keep that calmness or be happy. And it feels like I'm going back to that somewhat while maintaining the sense of reality that I am an adult. Yes, I may have my inner child unlocked, but it's nice to know that There's a sense of innocence in us all. And I wish some people would legit turn off the TV or their electronic devices and just learn what it is to be with themselves and understand what their bodies want and everything else. But we are so occupied. And when the time comes to just go get some rest, legit rest, we are maybe cursed with insomnia or something like it. And then we're saying to ourselves, oh man, I wish I had a way to like try to at least get some energy back. And one thing that I'm learning is that meditation does help, it really does especially if you're just looking for like five to 10 minutes to just like have some what sleep but know that you're aware of yourself and everything so i would recommend as i keep on saying it time again people learn how to meditate learn how to meditate right eat right if you can and just that, and third, but I'm not going to tell people legit like how to live their lives. What works for Zachary Shiloh works for Zachary Shiloh, and what works for other people works for other people. And a matter of fact, greatest examples <laughs> of that I'm living around, so, so I try and not tell them how to live their lives because they shouldn't have to, they already got. People telling them somewhat how to live their lives. I want to try to just get along. Just get along with people. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: Um, Oh, man. I love you being a mother. That really does help me have a sense of innocence and remember the good that. Happened with my mom. She's still alive, she's still alive. But just to sometimes sit and remember my mom before I was an adult, before I was even a pre agent. how much I used to run to her, especially sometimes when I would get booboos. Kids would say, that meant a lot. It truly really did, especially like last year. She was there when I found out I was diabetic, and I knew I needed somebody in my corner. And sad so to say, uh, my fiance at the time, all was not there, she was at work, I believe, and I had nobody else, so I had my mouth about And to see you. As a mother, again, it feels right for you. As long as I've known you, it feels right.
1: Well, thank you. And
0: it kind of goes inside your career, too. So it's kind of like a full circle. <laughs> like you've got your fandom, you got the teacherhood, and you got the motherhood beyond marriage. Speaking of marriage, I like your marriage. This, this sounds like one that. I would love to have on my own one day That is so good So how long have you been married If you mind talking about it uh,
1: Well, so we, we're actually going to be celebrating Our 10-year anniversary in a couple weeks so, um, Aww, yeah. congrats Thanks Aww
0: So like, how did the actual proposal come?
1: Oh, well, uh, so we, we actually met at the local, we used to work at the local water parks, um, here in Colorado every summer. And we met there, um, back in 2003. And, uh, he, he, he's a, just recently graduated high school and I was going into my senior year and, uh, started dating summer romance and it kind of stuck through. And so he's been with me through, through college and, um, we decided that if, if we were going to get married, we would wait until after both of us had gotten our degrees. And so the uh, spring semester that I was student teaching uh, in January, he... Actually, on, on your birthday, to be exact, um, but in 2009, uh, he uh, we went to the local park. That uh, you know, it was just kind of like this like little lake that we would hang out at and um we went off and looked at at different things we went to to a nice meal and I was like oh he's gonna he's gonna ask I know it's I know he's gonna ask um but he didn't ask her I was like okay maybe it was just a really nice dinner no big deal and then uh he's like hey do you want to go get dessert because we didn't we didn't eat the dessert at the the restaurant I was like sure what do you want to do and he's like let's go to um Let's go to Safeway, and I'm like, all right, that's weird. But we went to Safeway, and uh, we're we're big fans of Oreos, and so we we would try the new flavors of Oreos. And so we bought a box of, at the time, it was like a strawberry flavored Oreo. And we went to the to, to the lake to hang out. We ate some Oreos, and then he got down on one knee, and he said, "This is uh, this is the place that I first told you I loved you, and this is the place where I'm going to ask you to be my wife." And ever since. So we we've, we've been together 17 years and it'll be married 10 uh in a couple weeks.
0: Aww. That's so great. I I love hearing stories of people when they are actually saying how their marriages are and like how they got there. Like I still am in awe of <clears throat> My mentor, Blair, how she actually said that her husband and her worked together, kind of like you and your husband, and then how he actually left the Hilton or wherever job they were doing. And eventually they got together and had their children. Uh, That sounds like something out of a romance novel. Like, how can you top that? Oh, man, you just can't. And that's what makes me excited about being married one day. Like, not just you or Blair. My parents, they never divorced. As long as I've known, they were always together. They still are together. I may have my differences with them about things like politics, but I've always respected their relationship since I was two. I may not have known what it was when I was two, but the fact that they were together and are still together, it's an inspiration to me. And I pray that if I do live a long life, uh, my marriage can be strong like yours, like anybody's out there who I know of, love and honor. what it's, uh, Jack,
1: It's the most rewarding thing, but it, it's a lot of work. Um, you know, we've had our, our ups and downs, um, but the biggest thing is you gotta be a partnership
0: Mm -hmm. And I love that. All right. So two more topics before, I mean, after the final one of weight loss. So when I first met you, you kind of were a little bit plus size. And when I got back to social media, all of a sudden, I noticed that you lost a lot of weight. I said, wow, that is great. And you showed a picture of yourself recently as the school year began, and I was just floored. I said, we got to talk about this if I ever get on. I got to talk about this because... People always like uh, bringing up the fact that I lost weight and everything else. So I thought if people come on this show and I notice that they've lost weight, I got to talk about it with them. So like, how did you get from all that weight that I know knew you under to where you are now?
1: Uh, I, you know, I've always struggled with it um, as I was a kid, Um, just always, always been bigger, but uh, really kind of got to me after I had my son. Uh, You know, you're eating for two and I probably ate for more than that. Um, And so there was just a a lot. And uh, after I had Levi, I decided to uh, make some changes to the way I ate and how much and uh, just decided I had not, not to lose weight because of some sense of like vanity, but more just to be healthy. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of hunkered down and I, I got myself a subscription to Noom where I kind of keep track of your, your weight and you have a a personalized coach that kind of talks you through things and you, you log your, your meals and there's articles to read and, and, uh, support group to help you um share your victories and encourage you with your losses and uh, i've just i found success and so um yeah i'm not i'm not where i want to be but i'm very confident in where i am and i hope that it'll continue
0: oh i believe it well because you are a real go-getter from what I've understood of you. And <clears throat> you may have your moments of anxiety, but once you get it under wraps, you just come like what uh, Ronin warriors would call their leader's armor a uh, wildfire. Mm-hmm. So I believe you'll get to that weight that you wanted. It's just about keeping off the excess weight and maintaining what you got. And that's kind of a big deal to me. I lost so much weight, but I'm still finding ways to try to not lose weight anymore, but more so maintain what I did lose because it was not fun being overweight and knowing it or unknowing it too oh man not being able to breathe properly feeling like I was dying (laughs) I wouldn't wish that on anybody not even the biggest annoyances that I ever knew I would not wish that on anybody not and weight loss it's a beautiful thing when you do go through it because you notice the changes in yourself. Like, I was sitting through this thing with uh, my surrogate dad, and the cameras caught me. It caught me in my fiancé for the last time. And I remember looking at myself then saying, oh, my God, I... Look so different. Not only do I look different, I can feel it. I have changed so much. I'm more alive now than I was back then. I wouldn't wish feeling sluggy to anybody. I wish that the me now existed back then, but hey. I exist right now because I have to right now. That was maybe my purpose back then to look that way, to feel that way, to get me onto this right path. So I don't hate myself. Like an influence of mine would say, don't hate the player, hate the game. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Well, this has been a very fun episode of roaming around. There's only two things left. Oh, what can I do for you going forward?
1: Just keep on being you. Um, keep, keep doing your shows and keep having your guests on and, and keeping it real. That's what you can do because that, that, makes, that makes me feel good to see, see people thriving, especially when there's so much going on in the world. So just keep being you.
0: All right. Last but not least, hopes for the remaining year and into the future.
1: Uh, definitely, I'm. My hope is that uh, you know we can start to heal as a, as a nation in in many ways not not just politically but uh, you know emotionally, spiritually, healthy. Um, you know, I'm. My hopes is that, you know, we can get our ourselves and this virus under control and so that we can we can start to see people. It's, you know, it's I'm I'm looking forward to being able to hug people um, that are not within my family. Um, I miss that. I miss the connection. Uh, like I said before, I haven't I haven't seen my students more than three weeks um, in person this year. Um and I I miss that. I miss that connection. There's 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 only so much you can do virtually. And so I, I'm hoping for for the future, this year or next, is to, to get back to whatever we consider the new normal. Um so that I can I can make those connections.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I've always said this to other people. I don't want there to be normalcy i want there to be better (laughs) i want there to be better
1: no i agree with that for sure
0: the coronavirus completely would be a huge step in doing so i think about the lives that have been lost sometimes not only by this but past plagues as well And I am not highly political, I've said this time again, and I'll say it why? I need to. The government needs to start fooling people, I believe, and start really getting together, legit. Get together, listen to the people, do what the people truly ask of them. Like, when it comes to this coronavirus, for example, stop letting your differences divide you. Because it's been a curse upon this country for centuries. Centuries. And it's disgusting that it still goes on right now. So as far as my hope, that's all I want out of this government. Otherwise, I don't trust it, like uh, drugs. But I progress as uh, my mentor Blair would say, not not digress, progress. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Hopes generally are beautiful that you laid out. And I want the same. Because the coronavirus this year has been as much of a blessing as it has been so bad. And I'm looking back at things that I legit wanted to do this year. Like, this should have been the year where I finally got out of the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. I already set the motion that I was going to go to Virginia and California for uh, dream building and uh, that Power Rangers uh, Comic Con called Paramorphicon, respectively. But then the coronavirus hit, and it hankered a dream or a set of dreams that I did or may not know of. But eventually, I believe it's going to get like this coronavirus situation because it can't last forever. It seriously can't because it's already cost people so much. And to keep it going, it's just disgusting. It really is. Maybe one of my most favorite episodes of uh, roaming around, I gotta be honest. (laughs) Oh, man. And it feels like roaming around is just becoming better and better for me to do. I wish it was like my job, but a career not a job job career where i'm talking to people i love and or wanna just help and grow from that oh man so with that said is there anything you would like to plug
1: uh no actually <laughs> i don't actually right now it was just so great to have a conversation with you and to to be on i truly appreciate you thinking of me
0: Uh thank you for coming on all right so i can plug away your uh twitter so <laughs> start getting out of here all right so if you want to follow lexi She's under uh, Aslan and the Desire for More Coffee on Twitter, a.k.a. at RedLion004. I will leave that Twitter handle under the show description. You can find me as capital B, capital L, capital K, Lion130 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can subscribe to my YouTube page if you haven't. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. There are multiple means of listening to this show. If you have been a supporter, thank you very much. If you are a new one, I appreciate you coming on this great journey, which I keep hoping and praying will involve. And I don't know what else to say except for thank you all for making this journey what it is. And I will be back maybe with a mini soda or two later on today or tomorrow. Definitely within the next 24 hours, I believe. Because there's some stuff that I feel I need to kind of get off my chest and... This is the realm to do so. So with that said, one more time, thank you very much for your lives. I appreciate it. You didn't have to listen to me. But for those that do listen to me, your listenership means the world to me. It does give me confidence in myself that I know I can talk to the people. May they be big timers, may they be little timers, in-betweens, man, female, trans, LBGTQ, not. We're all human beings. And I love knowing that we're all the same. So, please look out for me. Please get in contact with Lexi, She's great. She really is. And I'm not saying that because I keep on repeating myself, but it's the truth. Anybody that I've had on this roaming Around series, they've known me for some odd years or some time, and just to hear their voices talk about what means a lot to them and our bond together. I couldn't ask for anything better. So please take care of yourselves, your friends and your families, and know that I'm not completely for wearing a mask, but I do it because I want to just get along. (laughs) So I wear a mask, man, to stay alive, man. That's it. So, namaste. Peace be with you all. Bye.